Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump desperately want Trump gone, and I, I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hour two, Wendy Bell Radio Program. Great to be with you on this Friday. Just in, says the Gateway Pundit, Carrie Lake's attorneys file new brief and a petition to transfer the election case to the Arizona Supreme Court. Why? After Maricopa County was busted falsely certifying voting machines when 260 out of 446 of them failed on and before election day. So whether it is COVID, right? or anything involving Joe Biden and his crime family syndicate, or it's involving elections. The strategy is the same. You got to flood the system with so much junk that nobody can possibly, possibly swim through it. The goal was for Katie Hobbs to win. So many things had to go a certain way. What do we know about elections? Republicans don't trust mail in ballots. We just don't. We don't trust the government. We don't trust much. And so we show up in person. So there's got to be a way to neutralize what will be an an abundance of in-person GOP votes with the dearth of the Democrats. And how do you do that? Well, you got to get people to vote in such a way that you can flood the system with votes. Not be forced to prove necessarily where they came from. Destroy evidence. Lie about this, lie about that, allow the whole thing to get gummed up in a judicial process to basically stonewall, run out the clock and drain an opponent blowing the whistle, drain them dry with their finances. We don't have unlimited resource in order to pursue things in the court of law. We just don't. Carrie Lake has an army behind her and a fundraising mechanism, a benefactor base that is tired of the garbage. I don't think that they can hide this one. I don't think that they're going to be able to say 
in the Supreme Court of Arizona, we're not going to see that. We're not going to hear that case because the evidence is damning. And they know the evidence is damning. And it's just one city, one county. Because we could look at Allegheny County, Pennsylvania. We can look at Philadelphia County, Pennsylvania. We can look at Montgomery County. We can look at Fulton County. Here is the story, and this is why it is significant. You can't hide your lies forever. Lies only last so long. And the statute of limitations is officially expired on this one. Attorneys for Cary Lake have made two more filings in their ongoing fight to overturn the stolen Arizona gubernatorial election. I don't even know if overturning it is the point anymore. I think they're now interested in exposing the the mechanism, the machinations of the cheat. I think that's exactly what's going on. And I think Donald Trump's saying, when he is able to testify in one of his four stupid lawsuits, right, that he is going to present evidence to the American people of what his team has found election fraud-wise, I think you've got... I think you've got the establishment exceedingly nervous. Carrie Lake is an extension. The Gateway Pundit has reported extensively on the evidence of illegalities presented in Carrie Lake's lawsuit. Newly discovered evidence shows that machine failures affecting tens, if not hundreds of thousands of voters on Election Day were likely caused by intentional misconduct, incorrect machine settings, printer settings, and ballot paper sizes utilized by Maricopa County caused machines at 60% of voting locations to fail on the day that Republicans turned out 3-1 to to vote for Kerry Lake and Republican candidates. Of course, the, the desire on the side of those who cheat us in elections is that the numbers, the data is going to be so monumental. There's going to be so many things going on that because of your busy life, you're going to say, I can't take it anymore. I I can't do this. And you're going to move on and do something else. Forget about it. Or at least not raise a stink anymore. Well, they picked the wrong mom in Carrie Lake. Because of changes made to the voting systems before Election Day and weren't those nifty a la covid At least 8,000 misconfigured, quote, fit to page ballots occurred at 127 vote centers on Election Day. At least 8,000 misconfigured ballots. Like the machine spits it out and says, I don't recognize you. I'm supposed to get, what, eight and a half by 11 or whatever the dimensions are of the ballot. This is not that size. And vote center tabulators logged over 7,000 rejections every 30 minutes from 6.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. I want you to think about that. Vote center tabulators logged over 7,000 rejections every 30 minutes. If the system is designed to fudge up the in-person vote, knowing full well, That if you look at 100 people voting in person, 75 of them are going to be Republicans. How are you going to squelch the vote on Election Day? Fudge up the machines. Fudge up the settings. Say, I don't identify you. Reject those. That's one way. 
7,000 rejections every 30 minutes from 6.30 in the morning until 8 o'clock at night. Do the math. There's evidence that tabulators rejected ballots nearly 250,000 times. Do you think that was beyond the margin of victory for Katie Hobbs? I'm going to go with yeah. It's kind of like your VAERS report. If a thousand people tell VAERS that they've experienced some kind of an adverse event to the COVID vaccine, and we know fully that those numbers are misrepresented, underrepresented, that only between one and nine percent of actual injuries get reported, you can do the math. And you know damn well what's going on. So Carrie Lake's petition to transfer this case. You know what? I'm done dabbling with these lower courts. You guys aren't, you're not understanding. You're like the people in California. You're the CDC. When we find a Chinese operated bio lab that's working with freaking Ebola, we're going to say, hey, help. We need help. And when the CDC is like, you know what? We'll get to you when we get to you. And that'll be in five months. You know, they don't give a crap about you or your family or any kind of virus. So send us to the Supreme Court, this petition for Carrie Lake says. In an October 15th brief, Maricopa County makes demonstrably false or misleading arguments to distract the court from the evidence and the admissions showing that Maricopa County blatantly violated Arizona election laws. They falsely certified it, conducting certain kinds of testing before the election and apparently rigged the November 2022 election to fail on Election Day. That is what her team is arguing. She's saying, look, this wasn't just about me. This is other stuff going on, and you clowns are all in on it. The county admits to installing new memory cards on its election day tabulators on October 14th, 17th, and 18th after the statutory required October 11th, logic and accuracy testing. So we've got this date, October 11th. We're going to bring in all the people from the, 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 the elections, folks. We're going, to t- we're going to look at this. We're going to all certify it. Does everybody agree that this is passing inspection? Yes. Okay. Then instead of doing what most controlled experiments are all about, they entered a new variable. And the variable was, oh, I don't know. Putting in new memory cards on those tabulators over the course of three days after everybody signed off on the machines. You're not supposed to know about that. You're not supposed to talk about that. You're not supposed to force litigation on that. But Carrie Lake has, her team has. And this isn't the end of the story. It goes on and on and on. There's surveillance footage from October 14th of last year where employees are seen testing the reprogrammed tabulators. And the machines are seen on video jamming the same way they did on election day. The hope, of course, is to get you in line, you Republicans waiting in line to vote. I don't have all day. I've already been here for three hours. She's not going away, folks. This case cannot be dismissed, period. And it's not over yet. We've got more to talk about, which we shall. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. 
in surveillance footage from October 4th, excuse me, October 14th, 2022, a year ago, employee getting ready for the primaries, election... Employees are seen testing the reprogrammed tabulators and the machines are seen jamming just as they did on Election Day. It's almost like it was a trial run. We're not here testing the machines to make sure they work. We're here testing the machines to make sure the things that we've put in them to fudge them up on Election Day when three out of four voters is a Republican uh, are Republicans. This is what it was. They captured it on video. 260 of the 446 reconfigured machines rejected ballots. The very same error codes that arose on Election Day. Don't tell me it's safe and secure. Don't tell me you didn't have a relationship with Dylan Mulvaney because we know we saw the $185,000 check. Don't tell me you thought that the virus came from a wet market because we've read your emails. We know about the pressure. We know about withholding grants and trying to squeeze people in the medical research science field to corroborate your lies. We know. But this is a great story. You know how I say get out of the pool. Get out of the pool. Stop swimming with a dude who says he's a girl. That's how it ends. I'm not wrestling you. I'm not, I'm not going toe-to-toe with you in a competition. I won't race you. You're a man. Get out. Great headline. Someone who says, suck it. I'm not playing. Headline, female boxer withdraws from match after finding out her opponent is a man. I'm going to go with, if I'm going to get punched in the face, whether I'm wearing the headgear or not, if it's a dude, I'm not playing. Right? As equal as we can be in, in the intellectual sphere Only a moron who is a true science denier doesn't realize that a man will kick the snot out of a woman. Well, this woman is pretty smart. It's already bad enough that the progressive crowd is trying to cram biological men into women's sports. But now it seems they're becoming more aggressive in having men compete against women in combat sports. Concerns over safety and injury injuries have fueled much of the backlash. How about it's just stupid? It's stupid. This is where parents, when kids say, why? Because I said so. That's the end of the discussion. Done. An attempt to push a female boxer into a match against a biological male failed when the female refused to participate. She got out of the pool. A female boxer withdrew from a provincial championship in Quebec after learning that her opponent was biological male, was biologically male, leading to him winning the competition by default. I don't care. You can win all you want. Somebody else can be a part of your crazy. I'm not playing. I'm stepping out of the ring. Freaks. Dr. Katia Bissonette says she she was matched against trans fighter Maya Walmsley. With no notice. Surprise! Right? (laughs) Surprise! The 2023 Provincial Golden Glove Championship took place October 27th and 29th. Happened in Quebec. Hosted by the Boxing Federation. Collaboration with the blah, 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 blah. But the tournament, which intended to give novices the opportunity to qualify for the Canadian Championship in December, attracted controversy after Bissonette announced her withdrawal. Now, she works as a psychologist. She explains that she learned Walmsley was male one hour. One hour! 
before she was expected to step into the ring. And she said, and suck it. Good for you. Quote, I came down from my hotel room to head towards the room where all the boxers were warming up. My coach suddenly took me aside and told me he received information by text message. (laughs) I was waiting for you to... To hear you say, she came down, saw the Adam's apple of her opponent. And knew that there was an accompanying banana. (laughs) My coach suddenly took me aside and told me he received information by text message, which had then he validated that my opponent was not a woman by birth. That's a nice way of saying it. I would have said that my opponent has a penis. And there's a difference. Because I don't have one. Never have. The transgender fighter was originally from Australia and was studying philosophy. Of course. Hopefully, he had a man bun. He had no prior history of facing off against women. In fact, his transition into women's sports appears to be recent. Of course. How did he get a title fight so fast? Of course. Because. Hi, poster child for DEI. Come over this way. Here's your fast pass. Not surprisingly, Walmsley has also been involved in political activism at the university level as well. Hopefully this dude's got a pro-Palestine flag. (laughs) Walmsley's response was rather egregious after Bissonette withdrew, issuing a statement to the press accusing her of outing him. And warning that similar actions would have a negative impact on female athletes. What does that even mean? You have a penis! You don't need me to out you! Rather than turning to me, my coach, or anybody else, she decided to turn directly to the media to out me. This kind of behavior puts athletes at risk of being excluded! Or receiving personal attacks based on hearsay. Well, this hearsay says you're a dude. <laughs> Get out of the pool. That's a man, baby. <laughs> you're tuned into the Wendy Bell Radio program. More after this. All right, so we go from Carrie Lake. We go from her in Maricopa County, which we know was an epicenter of suck. We know that they did a recount there. We know that they spent the time and the resources. She's got hard evidence. Well, how do they explain this, by the way? Video that shows 386,151 votes were removed from the GOP Supreme Court candidates' totals in Pennsylvania, where she ended up losing, allegedly, you know what that means, When they allege something that they know is BS, it's called allegedly where she ended up losing by 207,000 votes. This is fascinating. It's it's fascinating and it's infuriating and you need to know what happened because it's happened before and they plan on it happening again. And only when we all are aware do these things change. Here's your story. Audit the Vote PA. Audit the Vote PA. Fascinating place to go. Released an explosive video following the November 7th, 2023 Pennsylvania Supreme Court election that has so far been largely ignored. 
And we and other outfits, including the Gateway Pundit, from which I'm reading now, hope to change that. Audit the Vote PA posted video recently that showed 386,151 in-person votes were removed from Pennsylvania Republican Supreme Court candidate Carolyn Carluccio on election night. Now, how is it possible for anyone to lose votes? How do you take away someone showing up and voting? How do you remove numbers? And then how do you remove almost 400,000 of those numbers? Well, let's proceed. Republican Carluccio ended up losing the race by 207,237 votes. But no one has given any explanation as to how the votes just go down in a crucial election like this. How do you explain it? And then Audit the Vote PA connects you to a 1 minute 37 second video that is of the Secretary of State election page in Pennsylvania, where I live. And it's been verified. It's been authenticated. On Tuesday night, the Gateway Pundit spoke with Tony Shoup, the CEO of Audit the Vote PA. Shoup works alongside her partners, Karen Taylor and Vico Bertogli. Vico's the expert on data and analytics. He's the dude who discovered the supposed glitch in the State Department website. Why is it a glitch? You know, we're finding out that in our military of a couple million people, active duty, veterans, etc., There's this huge uptick post-COVID vaccine of of horrendous cancers, of things that we don't talk about regularly. Gil's Guillain-Barre and Bell's palsy weren't normal conversations before that vaccine. And so what did they say when the data came out that the military that had been mandated, that had been forced to get the vaccine, had all of these terrible side effects? What did they say? It was a glitch. It was a programming error. We forgot to carry the one. It was a decimal point thing. There was some problem. Well, no. And it was neither a glitch in the State Department website here in Pennsylvania. Shoup told the Gateway Pundit that Audit the Vote PA is interested in transparency. Transparency in the process. And that will equal trust in the outcome. Well, we, we really can't. You can't do that. When you have the in-person vote totals on the State Department website go down by 350,000 votes at 9.46 p.m. And nobody has an answer as to how that happened. Neither do you have transparency or trust in the outcome. And alas, we don't trust your outcome. Prove it to us. So at that point, Carluccio, and this is very interesting, 9.46 p.m., Carolyn Carluccio had tallied 763,873 votes in a statewide race. At that point, she started to lose in-person ballots, according to the Secretary of State website, until she went all the way down to 377,000 votes. How do you lose more than 350,000 people all of a sudden? The data was taken from the Secretary of State webpage. Shoup sent the raw data to the Gateway Pundit. The Gateway Pundit was able to confirm these claims to be true. Carolyn Carluccio lost 386,151 in-person votes at 9.46 p.m. 
On election night, her Democrat challenger, Daniel McCaffrey, lost 117,000 in-person votes at the exact same time. That is a difference of 268,602 more votes lost by Republican Carluccio than the Democrat McCaffrey. Apparently, allegedly, Daniel McCaffrey won the race over Carolyn Carluccio by 207,237 votes. So the shift in the votes definitely swung the vote to the Democrat candidate. Now, Gateway Pundit says they were able to confirm these losses from data they were given, data taken from the Pennsylvania Department of State website. It shows every time stamp. At this time, we have this number. At this time, we have that number. And then there's this wild, wild change in the in-person vote. There's no explanation for the mysterious drop of vote totals for Republican Carolyn Carluccio. Of course, any kind of effort to reach out to the Pennsylvania Secretary of State's office ends in, oh, yeah, we're really busy. Uh, we'll get back to you soon. What we'll Promise. Maybe after Thanksgiving, but you know that might jam us up to Christmas. Treat it like a continuing resolution. So there's the video of the, to- of the totals changing. It's before your very eyes. You got to stop cheating and lying about it now is this a surprise to you Nen? if you see this you hear this you have questions like this these sorts of stories come up use my neighborhood in pennsylvania as your as your backdrop that this emerson college poll would come out ohio 2024 Sherrod Brown topping the potential GOP opponents in the U.S. Senate race. Well, that's that's all well and good, but it's the real bombshell, ladies and gentlemen, that's embedded in these polls. Blistering for Democrats. New poll finds Donald Trump leading Joe Biden by double digits in Ohio. Whoa, what? Of course he is. Using Pennsylvania as that backdrop, how many votes will they have to steal this time from Donald Trump to give Joe Biden or whomever his fill-in will be the victory? Story. Donald Trump with a commanding double-digit lead over Joe Biden in Ohio. Huge. New polling. Even when you take third-party candidates into consideration, Trump still comes out on top. Super good news for Trump. Obviously, Ohio must win. This is the hypothetical head-to-head, blah, blah, blah. Emerson College Fox 8 Cleveland poll came out yesterday. Shows that 50% of registered voters in the Buckeye State back Trump in a two-way race with Biden. 50%. Biden holds an abysmal 32% approval rating in the poll, sits a full 12 points behind Trump at 38%, with another 12% undecided. Now, 12% is a huge number. Do you think those 12%, when they go in on Election Day, they're going to think about all the things that Donald Trump is the threat to the democracy? He's got four indictments, 91 charges, 15 different women. No, they're going to say, I could afford to buy a house. I could afford to go to the grocery store. I could afford Christmas or Hanukkah. And I cannot anymore. 
Trump supporters were asked if they would still vote for Trump if he were convicted down the line in one of his four controversial criminal cases. More than four in five said yes, they would. Put him in the jumpsuit. He's got my vote. Only 7% said, not so sure. But when 12% are still undecided, when the ballot is expanded to include declared third party candidate, independent Robert F. Robert Kennedy Jr., Green Party candidate Cornell West, progressive Jill Stein, Biden loses more support than Trump, whose lead expands. The same poll also looked at the 2024 GOP primary field. Some of the takeaways there. Look, they can say all they want that Nikki Haley might have something going forward in the future of the Republican Party. She gets freaking obliterated in this poll. Emerson College polling. 2024 presidential GOP primary. Trump. 62%. Nikki Haley, 10. DeSantis, 8. Ramaswamy, 6. Chris Christie, 2. Burgum Hutchinson, 1. 10% undecided. Of course, Trump won Ohio in 2016 and 2020. Obviously reasonable. He's going to do it again in 2024. This is interesting, though. Sherrod Brown in the Senate, they like him there. All right, whatever. Nikki Haley, 10%. And it's interesting, when you look at the the kinds of people who are voting, who say that they will will vote for, for Joe Biden, young. Young and old. I don't get it. But look. Carrie Lake and her case going forward in Maricopa County. When you can prove, look, we certified these machines. Some point after that certification, which, by the way, is caught on camera. On this day, this day, and this day, we have video evidence of you going in and making changes, inserting something into the tabulators, and at that moment, running tests And the tests showed the ballots were rejected with the same error that ended up happening on election night. And we're supposed to look at this evidence and say, we're the ones who are lying. Please. Please. All right, so we have election stuff to talk about. We have. We have social things to talk about, which we have. Well, how about this Georgia ballot case? Kind of brings both of them together. The two lawyers who resigned from the case. Did they destroy the ballots there? This is getting deeper and darker and it needs more review. And that is what we shall do. Do not go anywhere because we'll expose it on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Oh, okay. I'm going to say that I'm thankful to Larry, who wrote us, Hello, Brock and Wendy. I went and researched. Each member of the Arizona Supreme Court, six say they are Republican, and one appears to be a libertarian. Well, let's hope that is the case. You know, should it, shouldn't it not matter 
what your political proclivity is. If you're on the bench, because it's law, it's law. It's not your preference. It's not your decision. It is the law. And we sure haven't followed that in a long time. Thank you for that, Larry. Appreciate you. How about this headline? Revolver News. There's more going on with the Georgia ballot case and the attorney resignations than we are being told. We told you about this. This is so weird. Why are these two high-powered attorneys in this Fulton County uh, case with election 2020, why are they now leaving? Why did they ditch? Well, when somebody bails, sort of like when a member of Congress decides, yeah, kind of done. I'm going to move along and do something else. You know something's coming. Period. So in a surprising development, two defense attorneys abruptly resigned from the Georgia ballot case. The case surrounds the accusation that thousands of Georgia ballots were actually counterfeit. We told you about this. Pristine. They were not mailed in. They weren't folded. They didn't come in an envelope. They came in a in a loading dock special delivery when everybody was sent home. Look, it's got a water issue. Or look. This is dragging on. We're having some problems with the machines. Let's just, let's all take five, you know, go home, take a shower, drink some coffee. We'll meet back here at eight. Right. So similar. So what did the two defense attorneys jump ship like that for? Well, there's an IT expert named Kevin Kelton who is suggesting that the county might be gearing up to admit that they destroyed the ballot's in question. If that is true, this puts Fulton County in a heap of legal trouble. Look, it's one of the it's one of the mainstays of of scumbaggery. If you're going to cheat and lie and steal your last ditch effort aside from eliminating the whistleblower, disappearing certain people is to destroy the evidence. Of course, since the beginning of scumbaggery, that's what we've done. Well, there's more at stake here. Are we witnessing a cover-up? Investigative journalist Rogan O'Handley. You know him. He's been on the show. DC Drano Twitter handle. Shared his insights on what is truly happening in a post on Twitter. I refuse to call it X. It's just stupid. Did you know there is an ongoing case in Fulton County, Georgia, where Atlanta is since 2021, whose only aim is to inspect 150,000 mail-in ballots alleged to be fraudulent? No creases from being sent in the mail, perfect black circles, etc. The judge dismissed it, but the appeals court allowed the case to go forward. The judges illegally delayed the proceedings since then. Well, now we find out these defense attorneys for Georgia have resigned and there's speculation that these ballots may have been illegally destroyed. You want to know why nobody believes in our elections anymore? Bing, 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 bing. Because of this banana republic BS degeneracy occurring in Georgia and other states. Hi, Arizona. What's up, Pennsylvania? Wow, you guys look so good. If the ballots are legitimate, where, what is there to hide? We all know what's going on here. Justice delayed is justice denied. And I'll just remind you that we've got hundreds of people who have been illegally detained, found guilty of God knows what, and thrown away in jail to twist for eternity. 
as the collateral damage because January 6th with a smokescreen to cover up this crap. Factual. The phrase justice delayed is justice denied. Aptly describes this current situation. Many people believe the defense attorneys have foreseen this unraveling, obviously want nothing to do with it. Hence, they walked away. Now the question is, has the judge intentionally delayed the trial to give the other side time for damage control or to devise a plan C or D or E? The sketchy, peculiar behavior is precisely why the majority of Americans have lost trust in our government and our election process. When there's nothing to hide, you don't change the story about where the baggie was found. When you're telling the truth, you don't care who's reading your emails because you know as a federal official, Joe Biden, all of your emails are available for review, period. So you create aliases. You don't need a a ghost phone, a burner phone, if you're not calling people you don't want other people to know about. You're not trying to hide communications. You don't have 20 shell companies if you're making legitimate money off of a legitimate business. And you don't need nine family members through which you could sprinkle the proceeds of your fraud. You don't hide the tabulator or try to destroy the evidence. You just don't. And in fact, what's missing in every single story about this People who are honest are insulted when they are called liars. And they do anything they can to say, well, then come on over and look at my books. They say to the IRS, you can look at anything. Check out my numbers. I stand by the work I did. Go ahead. Check my emails. Look at my data. Double check me. 100%. I'm for it. People who are dirtbags have to conceal. They blame coding errors or glitches or a network power outage or a water main break or anything. You know, we could talk about these threats. We could see these threats to our system, what we believe in here. But what about the people who are operating among us in plain view who hate us? Who are they? National security expert John Guandolo using me, my zip code, as the launch pad to help you find out who's in your midst next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Mm-hmm.